0: Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football.
1: The first day of training is when I realized oh this is why they win the league every year.
2: When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I gonna sign or no for Olympiakos, it's a pretty good deal like my friend.
1: I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: hey, <Malaka! laughs>
0: what's up everybody gate 7 international back at it again olibiakos is through i'm in the dark again i'm sorry if i'm creepy for all of you guys i'm just excited olibiakos is through to the group stages costa costa how do you feel
3: I just want to say, this is the best loud, silent thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Bravo, Adi. Bravo, Adi.
1: All I have to say is, oh my God, it's been one of those nights again. I can't believe what we've just lived through. And and you know what? I'm still on edge. Like You can hear it. I'm still on edge right now. Guys, the only way that we can really kickstart this episode is is by, by playing this. Whoever's live now... Here we go. If Foczlik
3: saves, Olympiakos is through. The, f- the fourth penalty. Here he goes. He's about to take it. I don't know if you can hear me. And it's safe. Olympiakos is through. No. No, Olympiakos, Olympiakos is through. Olympiakos is through. Olympiakos is through. The team has started! it. Stavis Pachlik saves Olympiakos again. He saved the season. Olympiacos is doing the Europa League. I can't believe what I'm seeing. The stadium's on
2: fire. There's squares everywhere. I can't believe what we've just seen.
3: It's one of the biggest nights. I'm (laughs) saying this. Copyright. Trademark. Trademark right here. The Hawaiian Martin Tyler. Hawaiian Martin Tyler
1: legendary legendary commentary from labrosirmos guys i told you I, I, I
3: told you gate seven international superstar labros irmos labros equals ratings you all laughed every one of you laughed i was <laughs> right i was right all along <laughs>
1: It's not that we thought you were wrong. It's just, it's Labro. It's, the guys are legends. My God. Labros yeah, better yeah. than Thane like is this, this, Yes, yes, yes. Labros better than Thane like is Eat your heart out. Eat yeah. your heart out. That is fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely magical. Anybody that, like, I mean, go you've got to go back and find the timestamps for the goal and just re listen to the whole penalty you shoot out of Labro. It is absolutely epic. But what an epic night. Um, Where do we start? First of all, I want to thank everybody that's tuning in tonight at almost two o'clock Greek time. It's almost one o'clock Belgian time. Ari's Ari's there in Galimnos and his family's asleep. And here he is, Costa, similarly as well. Uh, All of you guys that are up. I don't have kids.
3: I don't have kids that I know of
1: yeah so thank you guys for for being here with us I don't know if some of you are coming back from the stadium um like and subscribe if you haven't done so already my God that I'm going to be editing the vlog as well that's going to be fun an absolutely epic night guys (laughs) where do we start honestly and and don't forget Costa.
0: not just like and subscribe as soon as we hit 2k subs on youtube we've got a a huge giveaway and i think tonight's looking like the night we had 40 subs already just during the course of uh the game so we're almost there which means giveaway time so like and subscribe get your friends to like and subscribe huge giveaway coming
1: etsy etsy i'm gonna go straight to the comments what are people saying Bame benderosia yes sir uh ari's in martin's closet (laughs) next <laughs> second day <laughs> so Good then, man, he's got out I'm stuck I'm stuck in the darkness here manos gate seven I don't know if you're still in Naxos mate yeah this is madness indeed Paris I think that's a bit of love for for Labros's commentary <laughs> essay <laughs> how are you so happy about what performance with this team we will suffer okay we'll, we'll, we'll,
3: we'll get into,
1: we'll get into it. it we'll get into we'll, we'll it, get into okay. it. We'll, get to, we'll get into it we'll get into it that's something we'll talk about as well uh, for those that aren't Greek speakers Manos is basically saying good start but uh but we should have finished the game off earlier it's what I call the post Martins stress disorder or post Martins syndrome that Olympia are, are still trying to to get past and it was so important today my goodness concept Calcio still has it man these Apollon pens were deafening thank God they were at the gate seven and dan is what the f did we go through tonight ari how was god a sky i wish you enjoyed amazing. the magical experience it was yeah. amazing
0: even though it was probably only ten thousand people they're still amazing you can still hear gate seven as loud as i mean they're incredible they never stopped
1: we must start sober i'm hyped but seriously says our, our good friend alex we done did the thing boys pop the sparkling uzo. i don't know but i have a corona here with me so i needed something i got
3: some alpha with me here
1: there you go get get some get a drink guys get some popcorn we're gonna stay see, here as see, long as we can hawaiian
3: martin tyler hawaiian martin tyler is already picking up
1: i love that we'll get into School this it have been better i've missed uh, yeah been missed so many chances kevin milada says man i feel 70 years old my friend is a Wolves fan says Midnight Spirit and loves really because of the fans that's it right there
3: excellent stuff
1: Paolo and e Marta cheers from Brazil bom dia my friends uh
3: hello, dia, greetings
1: dia. greetings to Brazil thank you for joining us spread the love had some great Brazilian players play for this club as I'm sure you know
3: Yep.
1: Mike Scarb I will not celebrate this I will need once for all focus in the next day we need transfers the more the merrier but we really need a structure yesterday I'm waiting the action plan thanks says it's a little more
3: complicated than that it's a little more complicated than that
1: yeah and this is it I can't comprehend the trauma Pedro has left (laughs) in the team why do we fall back as soon as we score we saw that even against bass even against bass we saw that on the weekend I thought and I, I said it on the on the on the show with Costa on Sunday Kevin Midaras although the team in terms of quality is the worst in a decade at least I hope James Rodriguez comes James Rodriguez
3: that's because yeah. of what Karpetopoulos uh, carpetopoulos accidentally said on the radio isn't it
1: yeah people picked up yeah, on yeah James
3: Rodriguez yeah. is not coming to Olympiacos it's like that yeah. in Cunku moment we have with Labros it's just not happening
1: a win is a win although we didn't play optimally we're buying time for transfers and build time uh, build team cohesiveness says alexander katopis george group stages are going to be rough with this squad all right guys it's not
3: that simple it's not that simple
1: are people want to get into it how do we start should we start with the game and get into it look let's
0: let's first address the uh, there wasn't a comment already about talking about how The performance was poor a couple comments talking about how the performance was poor how can we be happy about it look with what we've gone through this team it's okay right now to live in the moment we have just been trying to get a result by result because of what's been going on it is okay to be happy about this win we have a couple of weeks before the first group stage game in the europa league and We, right now, we have secured a little bit of something financially, you know, financial stability for the team. Not, it's not Champions League level money, but it's something. We now have a road for the team to go on. We're going to see some transfers now that Europa League is secure. We are going to see something happen now, most likely regarding that. And there's, there's two more weeks for Corbaron to continue to build on this. I said this in the pre-match, the data has been getting better. Every single game. And even in this game, look at the opportunities that were missed. Okay, yeah, we didn't score them. But the the point is we're making these opportunities. And this is a good thing. It's going to continue to get better. And so it's okay. It is okay to enjoy this win and enjoy the result right now. It's okay to live in the moment. So just do it.
3: Amen. Amen. Right there.
0: Costa, I don't know how you feel about it, buddy, but that's that's just me.
3: Which, which uh, one? With a K or with a C? Oh, no, Costa, Costa C. Sorry. Costa C. I'm still trying right. to
1: gather my thoughts.
3: No, I mean, uh, Adi really covered a lot of what I wanted to say in terms of the game. Uh, I feel like we're a bit spoiled. Like, you know, Olympiacos fans in general, I feel like we're a bit spoiled because we're used to winning and winning trophies and stuff like that. We're not really used to having a team in transition. Uh, I'm sick and tired of saying how we said it since last season that Pedro Martins should not get a new contract and should leave with a, with a trophy in his hands to preserve his legacy. It was obvious that this is where we were heading. We told you the the, 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 the the qualifiers would be hell on earth. We expected it to be worse. Olympiacos are in the Europa League. Think about it. This Olympiacos is in the Europa League and not the conference or even out of Europe. Um. I want to be as nice as possible, and I really want to. Anyone who's missing Jose Sa needs to understand that Thomas Vatslik is a luxury for the Greek Super League. Anyone who's missing Guilherme needs to understand that Yannem Villa is a luxury for the Greek Super League. Uh, Juan Gimbom, an incredible player who's going to play, who's going to have a great impact in the team, who respects this team. I don't know if you saw this, but this guy bowed to the Olympiacos fans twice after he left the the, the pitch. Anyone who underestimates Huang doesn't understand doesn't understand talent, and also doesn't understand respect. My opinion. Uh, a lot of shit about Youssef El Arabi. Well, you're a footballer. You're going to retire in your forties. Obviously, you want the best deal possible. Uh, it was wrong for the club to keep him. My opinion, but they did. Uh, Carlos Corberan, I've been covering, uh, I've been covering English football for seven years full-time, 12 years on and off, so I must know something. I know we're in the post-truth era, so, you know, probably what I'm about to say doesn't even matter anymore, but the English English football is a completely different galaxy than Greek football. Uh, Carlos Corberan took a team of nobodies and finished them third in the championship last season. He made it to the playoffs finals, almost got them into the Premier League, a team of nobodies. And now he's at Olympiacos. Carlos Corberan is another luxury. He came to Olympiacos with barely bringing his stuff over from Spain and immediately improved them. If Pedro Martins was still the manager, we'd probably not even make the, the conference. Probably, probably not even make the conference. Uh Olympiacos should definitely celebrate this. I said this after the Slovenian game. I'm going to say it again. I hope they celebrate it as hard as they did after they beat Arsenal at the Emirates and eliminated them because Olympiacos need the unity. They need the morale right now. They need the, They need to come together. We need to create a team right now. It's Olympiacos we're talking about right now. They're in transition. It's all step by step. It's all about winning. It was all about getting into the Europa League. And from then on, you're going to bring transfers and it's all about getting them in as soon as possible and coming together, rent over.
1: No, very good, Costa. I think from my perspective, we spent a lot of time this week talking about how important it was for the fans to turn up today and really that the team needed that extra push. And I thought the fans were absolutely incredible today. I would they say were. They, were. they answered the call from, from us, from you know everybody that contributed to to really motivating, encouraging people to turn up at the Gadeskagi in numbers today. Without the fans in the stadium today, I think Olympiakos could have could have crumbled. I want to say that um, you know I I went into this game obviously with with a sense of optimism as as I've been saying the past couple of weeks. Every game, all we can ask for is improvement, and I think game by game we have seen improvement up until today where we really kind of put ourselves in in a difficult position I thought like everyone we had a dream start to the game you know one one two minutes into the game and Envila puts the ball into the channel on the right hand side of the of the Apollon defense the right back makes a mistake Oleg Oleg's there to capitalize on it does really well and then it's just you know a square ball into the box and a tap-in for Yorgos Masuras, absolutely fantastic starts of the game, and you think, Okay, come on, like we've got this. And then honest to God, like we had some chances during the game, but it mainly came on the counter, or from some some situations where we pressed high up the field and forced errors. It's like Martin what Martins was working on during preseason. Yeah. Was to steal the ball high up the field, and basically the only thing he seems to have worked on during during preseason was the high press and otherwise running the players into the ground. Um, the players still have that tendency, like he, like you said, Costa. I think that we score and then we sit back instead of scoring and then looking to go for the second goal and kill and kill the game. We let them have the ball far too much, far too much throughout the game and i have to say yeah. that that for me the standout players first of all Janin vila had an epic second half right the second half that he had today was maybe one of the best performances i've seen him in an ugly shirt. slide tackles on the ground everywhere everywhere on the pitch like anything positive that happened with the ball going forward into dangerous dangerous positions uh, playing in behind the defense. It all came from him in the second half. Uh, otherwise, I thought Oleg, Oleg and, uh, and Barr were two of our top performers because we were defending for our lives for most of the game. And, and while they didn't have a clear-cut opportunity and right until they scored the equalizer in the 88th minute, we were on the back foot, and the, all we did was, was wait for the counter. We got, we got away a couple of times. I mean, bottom line, where am I getting at here? Corberan isn't a magician. Doesn't he's not a guy that's come in with a magic wand and he's gonna he's gonna make everything perfect from one day to another, like Costa said. So the important thing today was to get through. I, I can't I can't even begin to imagine. I can't even begin to imagine what would have happened today if we didn't go through. Even though I've said before that I think the level of the Greek League is conference. Yeah. And even this team, this team as it is now, as it is now, is for conference. Now we, I, need, now we need the transfers, we need the quality, and we need the players. We need the players that Corberan needs. If we want to have the season where we rebuild, we allow him to do a job with the tools necessary, the tools that he wants, to build a team that can compete in the europa league that can play at home and make the garaiskaki a fortress when's the last time we won a game in europe it was against With Venerbah- mean,
3: within 90 minutes yeah,
1: yeah. When's
3: Venerbahce? Venerbahce is the last game we won yeah. and that was a stoppage time
1: winner from tequinio and yeah. it was the yeah. same against antwerp last season i don't want that again this is it too hard for me to to, to ask i don't want to see that again this season i want to like every Olympiacos fan, I want to see Olympiacos dominant. And I know, I have a feeling about this manager that he can do it. Now it's over to the board. It's over to you. He did yes. it. He took the team through two rounds of Europa League with a bit of luck. Honest to God. I- Why
3: luck? Why luck? Why luck? Yeah, is we Bachelik, made it to the penalty. No, no, but it is talent, the though. It is it's talent. The keep- the sh- what about the shooters? What about the shooters? The quality is there. Yeah, right? Reci,
1: Reci, in both games, Avila's taken a penalty, and in both of the both the shot today and the game last week, it was exactly the same. He hit it into the bottom right corner, and the keeper's got a touch to it both times. But he's been, we've been lucky in that situation. No, but I'm still, not, you're like, the, still, keeper, you're still but I'm, not the I'm not taking it away from Batchlik. I'm not taking it away from Batchlik. But we've been seriously lucky. In football, if you don't take your chances, the other team scores, you get punished. In putane bala. In in putane putane, in bala, at the bala. you're lucky how, ones, many chances, how many chances did Yusef Al-Arabi miss today and in the last lot. game? Should have yeah, had a hat-trick. Should have had a hat-trick over the last two games minimum. He, for me, for He's me... He's missed
0: nine scoring chances, chances over two games.
1: I, I, I'm sorry, I normally don't get like this. Whoever, like those of you that watch the show, if we didn't go through today, it's on him and it's on the people that decided to renew his contract. I agree with the second unbelievable, class, like the, the the missed opportunities that he's had. And, and I'm no disrespect, rant over.
0: Look, penalties, no, no, I'm going to tell welcome. you very mathematically speaking, penalties are not it's not as skill-based as you would think there's a lot of luck involved um just just pointing that out there
3: I don't there know is- man England always screw up is that luck is it because they're always, <laughs> they're always unlucky you're only unlucky and lucky once leave England out of it
1: leave England out. Of it. oh
3: sorry I forgot you're also English and I'm a fan, and a Tottenham fan
0: Listen, the I think I think what everybody should take out is because the 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 chat I think is also getting a little bit negative also too about some of the players that we have. We had to get through the. I, I don't see how the team was going to make major moves for players without the 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 concrete and the assuredness that there was something that players were going to come for. Also, you have to remember, don't just think about what the office does. Think about the players. That we're trying to bring in. Think about that player, Huang Senior, for example, or Wijo Huang, instead of Huang Senior. Why would he come to Greece just to play in Conference League? Do you think that's attractive for him? Do you think playing in Greece alone and it's no? With Europa League secured, it is attractive. So don't be surprised if in the next week, week and a half, we see a you know a bunch of players come in with that secured it's not like it used to be. I mean, I see people here commenting about, you know, Giovanni and Rivaldo. This isn't the same, this isn't the same Greek league compared to that. So I I understand that people are, you know, are upset that we're not bringing the caliber players that we used to, but this, I'm sorry, the game has changed. Over the course of 20 years, this game has changed completely. There are now billionaires and teams with billion dollar payrolls and budgets that are a billion euro, I should say, half a billion, whatever it is, that are involved in this game, and this team now has to adjust. We can't, we can, we're not going to be able to bring in the Giovannis anymore. This team, this club, has to focus more on the development aspect of things. So, that's the stopping. the in scouting exactly, and that's what uh, Fournier is going to do. Uh, he, uh, I think, there were discussions about him bringing a whole scouting team. Um, comments like this about. Marinaki's dropping money to bring in players. Guys, remember, there's rules now about this. The 10 million that was just dumped to bring our book, our books balanced can only be done with excessive losses. Excessive losses. Remember that. If And it might have to be done again, even with Europa League this year. So... Just bear all of this in mind, guys. The important thing is something's being done at the very least with what we have. With guys like Avila, we just brought in guys like De La Fuente, who's all young. These are not thirty-year-old has-beens. They're young. De La Fuente is twenty-one. Okay, Aguibu Camara's out there. He, he's twenty. Right? Is, is, am I am I correct there? Is he twenty-one?
3: He's young. He's, I don't know the exact He's, young. 23, he's very a, young. He's very young. He's, but, I think
0: he's 22. You can
3: sell them. It, Those players, you can sell them.
0: Exactly. Radeyevich is pretty young too. I'm pretty sure he's hes 23. I, I'm forgetting everybody's ages. But the point is, Astra, these are Astra. all younger. <laughs> well, There's a different, different – he's
1: completely different.
0: But the whole point is that we have to continue to build with this. You know what I mean? And there's, there's going to be players coming in. And hopefully they fit their guys that could better once. Hopefully they're guys that will fit the system better. And it'll get to that point. But we do we have a lot of dead dead weight that we have to get out of this team. Yeah. And uh, and there's there's guys that are gonna come in. I'm confident about that. I really believe that there's players that are coming in. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thought on that matter.
3: I would just like to ask, like, I mean, obviously, uh, I got a little comment that says Katadia, if you think that Corberan, a young manager with no pedigrees and luxury for Olympiakosh, well, you know what? I wish. Uh, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp were keen to take over at Olympiacos. I wish Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappé were keen to come for center forwards. I wish we could bring in Golo Kante over for midfield. I wish we could have Virgil van Dijk for defense. And I also wish I was married to Monica Bellucci. But in reality... <laughs> yeah, reality though, you know, it sucks. You know, reality is this. Olympiacos cannot have that. How do you hit the, na- the nail right in the head. It's all about development and it's all about scouting. In terms of manager, Olympiacos were spot on on uh, on scouting. Again, guys, a manager that took a team of nobodies and finished them third in the championship. Just a whisker away from bringing them into the Premier League. Better than Nottingham Forest, who ultimately beat them to it. This is Olympiacos. The Greek Super League is not competitive. You know what? I'm going to say the Greek Super League is a shithole. Okay? No one wants to come to the Greek Super League. We can't attract big players and big managers. We can the, the, the realistic part is getting the Corberans in, managers with talent, with ambitions, hard workers that want to make a name for themselves. Rant over.
1: Should we go back to the chat? I mean, there's yes, there's, there's a lot here. <laughs> I addressed
3: apparently. the chat myself.
1: No, no, but but I i i agree with you and like okay we're all we're all in our 30s so we we remember the the good old days or like the old days or whatever you want to call them and we're, we're maybe not old enough to have lived the you know through the the stone years or i can't remember what was the best English <laughs> <term that laughs> we found <laughs>
3: <the other> <inaudible> place,
1: <inaudible> but, you know those those days are, are gone, and I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing because this is a conversation that we had with Stell, the um from the Ammonia podcast, from No Chuffed's podcast. The the good thing that Cypriot teams have done is that they've realised that their league is not a league that's going to attract top players, top talent, and they've invested in their in their youth systems, their youth academies, and you saw. Okay, I don't know if Apollon is exactly the best best example, but it's not like their strategy is to sign average players. The point is, I've said it before, we've said it on this podcast before, the team really needs to rethink its strategy when it comes to signing players, when it comes to developing youth, using the B team, using the network of Olympiakos schools that we have around the world, because it's hard to attract players. To come to greece for reasons you said who wants to come and play in greece in 2004 when rivaldo came you know, he came to the airport and they interviewed him and he said you know i watched the greek national team win the euro and you know things are happening here unfortunately you know people that run greek football they threw all that opportunity down the toilet and this is where we are now with one greek team in europe in 2022 18 years later and in the 18th position of the UEFA. Uh, UEFA coefficient ranking and, you know, 22nd place in sight with three Cypriot teams at least playing in the Europa League. Apollon, Aik and Omonia. Omonia beat Kent 2-0 here in Belgium and they beat them 2-0 again today. So, it's um, you know, we have to realise where, where Greek football is. Um, OK, to put some some positivity into this discussion, Ben de I can't wait to see the Huang to Huang connection <laughs> thank god we have brought in a striker thank god we have brought in a striker yeah uh, ari I, I know i know that you're quite passionate on the whole elada el thing as well and i i i don't mean to keep kind of poking at him but <laughs> maybe i'm asking you to do that i don't know uh,
0: look my opinion's been very clear since even the rumors about the renewal of el Arabi. I would not have done it for the amount of money especially a 2-year contract. I mean every anything anything I would have offered him would have been entirely performance based. No 2 million, I mean the I, even last year uh, for me I'm sorry the performances was it, there was a noticeable deal just in his build up and hold up play but also in his goal scoring. You guys remember the the data that we we showed you Masuras had a higher non penalty X goal threat. Nine penalties El Arabi scored. That was almost half of his production. That's not good. I never would have, I I said then I wasn't going to pay that money. I don't agree with the money that we paid for him. And and look, we're starting to pay the price for it. Now, to be fair, and people have pointed this out um, in the past, El Arabi's always had a pretty slow start of a season. Yes, but when you're making two million and you're getting one of the highest payrolls on the team, I'm sorry, that's not an excuse anymore. You have to produce. So, I I think um, uh, I think we made a mistake there. But you know what? I, there's we. That, how many times are we going to beat a dead horse with that? You know what? We, we're stuck with him. So we either play him or we
1: don't. What's that? No, he's going to be a luxury now. And I, I did I say it on the on the Sunday pod? Um, Costa in Greece you need you need to have strikers that put the ball in the back of the net and I think he can do it in the Greek League and looking at the striking options that we have it's a luxury to have him on the bench but but really I think I think uh Wei Zhou Huang that comes in and takes that jersey right now and hopefully that Il- does does wake up at some point but but today was really it's been hard to watch throughout preseason and throughout this qualification campaign with him I have to say um I don't <laughs> not quite sure this is the answer uh, Midnight Sprite at this point Hassan would have done probably better he says uh, Alexandros is having a good laugh at that uh indeed I mean he's it's all on him today uh Fettanos Conrad Conrad has big balls to shoot a penalty in such a crucial game after being in a team for like a week. I, I agree, ma'am. And I heard already quite a lot of criticism about him not being ready. Um some people don't like the signing. I agree. I agree. I thought it took massive balls for him to go and take that penalty. And he did he did well. Credit to him.
3: He's a Masia graduate. Why wouldn't he do it? You know, he's you know, I, I suppose a Masia graduate comes with a personality. I suppose. I know, yeah. maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, and here's some more, here's some more opinion. We don't wait new Giovanni, but not players like Avila and De La Fuente.
3: We haven't seen them playing. We barely have seen them playing yet, guys. How do you... Ex- Did we expect Conrad to come in and, and, and throw fireballs out of his ass? After two days. Did we expect Avila to be the next Orosidis after a couple of weeks? I don't know. Am I missing something here? We're not. We're not Manchester City. We're not Bayern Munich. We're not Barcelona. We can't just throw money at our problems and bring in ready-made solutions. I don't know. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm. <laughs> maybe 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 I, maybe I got something wrong here.
1: I won't answer that directly, but then just I want to bring this up. So everyone's been talking about Galatasaray transfers, bringing in players like Mertens. Uh, did they did they get Willy in or did actually get him? Anyway, like a lot of Turkish teams are just throwing the money around and, and attracting players to go to Turkey. Uh, look at the financial problems that those clubs have gone through over the last few years. It's basically because of behaviour like that. Um, okay, um, when do we want to do? Do we want to have that kind of strategy and then have financial problems and then be? You know, bankrupt because those clubs have gone through that like insolvency and financial issues the turkish economy turkish lira is not doing too great i don't know it's a risky strategy from them to to be honest i i already i already spoke about what i think the club needs to do like moving forward is it about signing uh, a player like mertens at 34 35 however old he is or is it about investing in your, in your academies and how, you know, getting a good technical director to come in and make sure things are done properly, that we manage talent properly. W- all of those things like about men- mentality, uh, you know, helping the players make the transition from the academies to the first team. It's been very difficult. We haven't developed any talent since Bento. Am I wrong? Am I am I wrong? Have no, we have no, we no. brought through any players through our academy since Bento left? Since Reto, since Nicolaou, since uh, you know th- those are the ones that essentially have gone and made careers of themselves. Actually, no, we've shipped
0: anyone that we did. We shipped off on loan. The two best ones, I think, out of the current academy products, we shipped off on loan.
1: Surles and Surles trained with the
0: first team for how many years? Three, four years.
1: On loan to Holland. Yeah, and he hasn't He's played eight minutes.
3: But yeah. what about patience? I mean, Conrad has been with the team for what, a week, two weeks, and he's already being, uh, he, he already gets criticism. Avila I was said so, in, the, in the deep end. Yeah,
0: Jesus I said Christ. in the scouting report, I didn't see Conrad de la Fuente gelling immediately with the team. I thought there was going to be some time for him to, you know. Uh, just because of how I saw him playing and what was, he was doing at Marseille, the fact that he hadn't really had first-team um, minutes anywhere, like big-time minutes, I thought there was going to be an adjustment period. So, yeah. And then so, also to the point with the with it, that you brought up about Turkey signing all of these, uh, making all of these signings, right, uh, bringing all of these players in and then having, you know, budget troubles. First and foremost, I just want to bring up Greek teams have have shat on Turkish teams in the last three years in, in uh, European competition. So, okay, there's that. And also, you could say that we did kind of have that strategy. Remember, this past summer and the summer before, we've actually started to spend a little bit more money, you know, but it was on the wrong players. And, and that's the problem. You know, I I, I see the argument. because also in the comments. There's a few people that talked about I see the argument. Oh, we have a lot of these like 1 million uh, euro contracts. Why don't we why don't we spend and get this one big contract? And I guess the answer to that would be we need depth on the team. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe we get rid of a bunch of these 1 million euro contracts. We have a bunch of super cheap uh, contracts. You might not have depth but then again at the same time like you look at some of the money that's been spent on players right on yakuru 5 million abubakar kamara another 5 million the heck you know what i mean that's 10 million we could have bought some we could have spent some some money on some better players we'll say i don't know um do you yeah, want to speak that's, to this that's comment? The situation
1: do you want to speak to this commentary
0: Um, there, yeah. So, uh, uh, Alexa Drosism, any news on the French sport together? You said he will bring a team of scouts. Tell us more. There was a comment, um, or they were discussing it. I don't remember if it was on the radio or if it was on something from, from Todeca, uh, where they discussed that he was talking about scouts, um, uh, or like bringing it, like wanting more scouts, uh, as a part of development, get, maybe get more scouts younger, bring them in and for me that's a good sign but it also is a long-term play like you don't get this guy he's not going to just come in bring scouts and then start looking at players and then you get all of a sudden your amazing players within a year or two that's a long-term thing uh, just to compare like different sports if you look in the united states in in terms of like baseball or basketball or or football these teams that started building these scouting these scouting teams very data heavy they didn't start seeing payoffs from that for about four years. Uh, in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles, they started investing three years ago, and now they're reaping some benefits. Uh, you can see it in football as well. Uh, any Every team that has invested heavily in these scouting and, and, and data, uh, analytically focused scouting regimes, it pays off, but it takes time. So we, we just have to remember when he does come in, we have to give him time, bring a team together, and find these players, but that's gonna be a future thing. We're not gonna benefit from that in the next season. Not even
3: or January, not even January.
0: Not even, not even. Oh, thank you for my recording.
3: Thank you, Mikhailo.
1: Big up Brate from Serbia, Mikhailo Milovanovic. Thanks for joining, mate. Thank you. And we might meet them in the in the Europa League.
3: We actually have our potential opponents ready to uh, reveal them.
1: Ah, please, this yeah. is interesting.
3: Okay, shall I mention Group A? The teams that Olympiacos are not going to uh, are not going to face. Yeah, go for it. Tell yes. us Group A. Okay, the teams that Olympiacos are not going to are going to be on Group A, that is the top group, and they're missing teams like Roma, Manchester United, Arsenal, Lazio, Braga, Red Star Belgrade. There you go. And Dinamo, oh, so we won't face
1: them. Is
3: that no. is that pot is that pot is that pot one? Pot that's pot one, yes, sir. Okay. So now here are the opponents they could face. That's pot two. And uh tell us which one you want: Feyenoord, Eindhoven, Ren, Monaco, Real Sociedad, Karabag, Malme, Ludogorets.
1: I'll take Feyenoord because like it's close to me. <laughs>
3: I might join you I love the Netherlands am I might I'd like little guards
1: last I'd time like I was in Fire it would be three nil Costas Fortuna scored a magic goal in a friendly Marco Silva was the manager good memories
3: oh, my God amazing memory that I'd be up to go to the Netherlands maybe Eindhoven as well but they were really good against Rangers so maybe not. there were
1: Firenode fans in the live stream Lots of Feyenoord fans because, and I, I asked them why are you here, and they were like, Oh, we want Apollon to win so that we can go into pot one.
3: <laughs> Dance <laughs> around on that. I want Ludo Goretz for a revenge.
0: I, me too, that's what I want. I want Ludo, Ludo Goretz again.
3: Pot C, Sheriff Piraspol, Real Betis, Mittyland, Bede Glint, Union Berlin, Freiburg, Fenerbach. Ferenc Faros.
0: I'll take Fenerbahce again.
1: Yeah. There's a few, there's a few tasty teams in there in Pottery.
3: It's picking up, isn't it? It really is picking yeah. up. I take Fenerbahce. I think Olbiakos could do this there again. If they improve that is, they really need to improve. That's the thing. Like the you know, the, the talent needs to gel. You know, the, the the new transfers need to come in and gel as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. Can I, can I tell you, even though what we want, you know, we would all like to have these teams, I'm going to tell you what we're going to get. We're going to get a Spanish team. It's going to be, it'll be either, you guys are laughing, but we're going to get a Spanish team. It's going to be Sociedad or Betis, and it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I hate, I, I never feel like we, not just us, I just feel like Greek teams don't do well against Spanish teams, period. So I just want to avoid any Spanish team.
3: At least no English teams. That's a good thing. No English teams. Yes. They're nightmares. So, Potty... We've also
0: entered... Wait, hold on. We've also entered... So, Garcia says we've entered the UEL without winning a single qualifying match. We've also gone in without losing a single
1: qualifying match.
3: (laughs) I love that. I love that. The glass isn't half empty. (laughs) I love that. Potty, Nad, Helsinki... Stur- who's the first one? Who's the first
1: one? Nad. Nad? Nad.
3: Nad. So, Potti, Ah, Nantes. 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 Yeah, sorry, Nantes. Uh, uh, excusez-moi, Monsieur Levoyanis. <laughs> uh, POTI. Nantes. The... El- Helsinki. Sturmgratz. Aik Larnakas, Omonia. Z- uh, Zurich. Union. That's the Belgian Union. And Trabzonsport. saint I do not know. I, I, I yeah, In- I'll take that one. They're a good team, though. Good team. I think, I think we want to avoid Nantes and Trabzonspor, basically. Anyone I but don't, those want, any, teams, I don't
1: want any more Cypriot teams either, mate. Cyprus tri- trips are just a nightmare.
0: I don't want. I don't want. Uh, you said Union Union Berlin, right?
1: So uh, uh, Union, no, Union that's Sargent. the Belgian one. Belgian one. Okay. Yeah, it's my local team, actually. Oh,
0: nice visit. Think- nice visit to... Costa. I think you Very have a
3: friend. I think you have a friend in the comments section, Costa Alexandros Sim. Apparently, he didn't like the way I pronounced Nond. Nad. Nad. Is the <laughs> Saudi, Saudi
1: Arabian team? Like, did they play in the Europa League now? I wouldn't be surprised with the UEFA, probably give them a bit of money and make them European as well.
3: Ah. Anyway,
1: There's my little dig at UEFA for the night.
3: And as we remember, if Oliviacos finished second in the group, that means they're going through the playoff which is the round of 32 basically and if they finish third they go to the um, they go to conference
1: that's right if we finish third we go to conference yeah honestly though guys like I think like, like I said before now it's really over to the board to do what they've said what's been put out in the press and all the communication that we see whoever understands we we understood that if the team went through today it seems like there are things lined up so expect a lot of activity in the next couple of days. I see we see a lot of comments about okay, what's going to happen next, and where are the transfers? Okay, this was it. We were waiting for this. Now, now we wait and see. We don't have a lot of time. The team has to submit the list for the Europa League to UEFA by the second of September. That is, what is it, a week away? It's the twenty-sixth. It's a week away. Next week. So in the next six seven days max less we have to sign players yeah
0: Yeah. and and it's not just one or two we we still need a few
1: yeah top class winger two defenders
3: what's the center back
1: and a center back and one that can play on the wings yeah yeah dare I say we need another Another six because Jan and Villa can't play the entire season. We said yes. it.
3: We said it last week. We oh. said that. We said that. A last strikers time. come five. in. A
1: striker's come in.
0: Well, including the striker. I think that's five, right? Yeah. So, five. Yeah. so the striker's here. So four more.
3: Four more. Four more players. Alexandro Sim, I didn't curse at you.
0: Yeah. I'm not keeping, I, I can't keep, there's too many messages now coming in on the chat. I can't keep up with all of no, them. No, but
3: basically what, uh, sorry to interrupt you, basically center back, full back, number six and winger, those are the absolute priorities after, wing, after we, Yo-Huang, agreed to join Olympiacos.
1: Southpaw says, I want us to be more ambitious as a club, uh, poor excuses about budgets and players not wanting to come to Mickey Mouse Greek League.
0: <laughs> look, look, Southpaw. at I- the, I, I un, I'd understand if you're making the, if, if you wanna make the assertion that we can do better within our budget, because yes, I think we can. We, we made the club over the course of the last two years made a lot of the wrong moves. I think this summer there were some better moves made, but the previous summer was a lot of bad moves. So that I would agree with you. If by am, more ambitious, you mean spend more money I know some people don't like to hear about the financial constraints, but unfortunately we do have them. That's a real thing. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by being more ambitious in that regard. If that's what you mean, those constraints do exist. But if you mean that we should have spent our money better and there was a much better to pick from, I agree with you 100%, so it, it, but it is, it is what it is. Now we have to fix the problem that we created over the course of the last year and a half. And then once we fix that, those you know more signings will come, and we're going to see there's stuff going out. You know, Madi's probably going out. You know, whether it's going to be Roma, Monza, whatever, England, he's going, and stuff's happening. There's there's movement that's going to be happening. I'm very confident in the next week stuff's going to happen.
1: So another comment from Spiros. What do you think about Kunde that Martin's had him not even on the bench?
0: my cousin was talking about this a lot today. Um, it just speaks, it speaks a lot, man. It speaks a lot. I did. I think I wrote three, it was either two or three blogs last year, uh, about the impact of Kunde when he came on the field on, not just on the press, but also in, in play for us. And I never understood why he never got more of an opportunity. Now he did get COVID at one point. Um, Guys, if you see this guy's legs at the stadium in person, this man's legs are tree trunks. He is a he is a just like Concept Caucho says here, he's a tank. This man has one of some of like the biggest quads I've ever seen in my life. He is a massive dude. And he is a, he's a player we need on the bench. He runs up back, up back. He actually has decent vision. Better vision, better vision than I thought he had when I first did the deep dive on him when we brought him in. I mean, he's he is a he's a he's a pretty good player man and he's he's also just a monster of a man that's his second post he hit too right
1: yeah, yeah he, hit the bar, he hit the bar in cyprus yeah, yeah. crazy I mean, but,
3: uh... incredible per, uh, very very interesting performances i think he's a player that wants to contribute he wants a place in the starting lineup he wants to introduce himself in the world he wants to take this opportunity by the hair some good performances so far very interesting to see how you can do this season hi christoph
1: yeah, yes Christo. thanks for your comment unbelievable yeah it's,
3: it's been tough it's been tough we're we're still fr- we're always friends alexandros don't worry we're always friends you you need it takes more than that to uh to get under my skin
1: we can improve. Kunde is just very athletic, doesn't have good technical ability. Yeah, it's um, not
0: as good. His touch isn't as close. And you saw that when he was taking some of those breaks forward. He lets the ball sometimes get just a little. And then also in some of those like progressive runs.
3: Oh, Lambros here.
0: Lambros,
1: proskiname. He Bravo, Lambros. Made...
3: The Hawaiian Martin, Martin Tyler. Tyler. Hawaiian Martin Tyler.
1: Yeah but back on labro, day, labro, come on for a cameo like two minutes just the cameo please
3: can we just please, I know the you're voice listening. You don't have the voice you hey, don't hey, have hey, hey, you hey, this, this, this this link this
1: link is for labro I'm dropping it in the chat Labro, come on for like a minute man just come and say hello and now everybody's gonna want in everybody's gonna jump
3: in we're
1: going to stay a little bit longer i don't i don't want to stay too long personally it's already bloody one thirty. 30. it's ah, labros
3: Keen. labros is keen labros is keen guys we're going to get labros soon
1: ela, call, ela, your ela. Friends.
3: call your friends guys labros is coming to the chat labros is
1: coming ela, oh the link's in the chat labro get on <laughs> here we go here's a labro love lab. that's what we need labros season mvp <laughs> The I anticipation, love Everyone's just waiting for Labyrinth.
3: <laughs> but how confident do we feel about this season? In terms of Europe, let's not talk about everything else, just Europe. Can Olympiacos... Do you reckon Olympiacos have the time and depth and uh, ability to pull things, to pull it together and continue making it out of the group stages of a major European competition?
1: Drop your thoughts in the chat, guys, because we've got a special guest coming in. You've been asking for him, we asked him to come on. Like, subscribe, Labros equals ratings. Hit the like button, spread the love, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Hit the bell because there's more coming. Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. Labros Irmos is here with us. Mm. When's the last time there were four of us on the show together? I don't know, guys. Do like? Good evening. Together. Your Kani voice Shreda, is
2: segments.
3: fine, man. Your voice is fine, man. Man,
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Like by the end there, oh my god, um, oh what a night! I, I I'll for, I'll never forget this night, and I'll never be able to thank you guys enough for giving me the opportunity to live shit like this with Gates Seven International. And I also want to thank Pai or for giving us the opportunity um to to go into the press box and have this opportunity. Everyone was so lovely, except for some Cypriot journalists. I later understood was like Kate Seven International, what a joke, blah blah blah, like fans. And um it's
3: fine, it's fine. The it's
2: guy fine. and when we took them on penalties, I was like, Tovradi, Tovradaki. And like right in his fucking face. He was right next to us. And I was like uh, it was it was bad. Maybe it wasn't super professional of me. Like I was singing uh, really loud by the penalties because we're, you're not supposed to do that. But, oh, my God, it was so emotional. Like, all the emotions came out. And what an experience, guys. I Oh, my God, I just, like, can't put it into words. I'm sorry, guys, with the voice crack. Um, it was crazy tonight speaking for, like, two and a half hours or something. I don't know. So, um, yeah, just epic. Back in Pacrati, my home. And it was incredible. Got to meet some players, speak with them. It was very nice. Um, yeah, we were all very nice. Um,
1: yeah. I'm gonna play it one more time because Labros here and there are more Oh yeah. No. I'm gonna play it one more time. It's, 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 it's,
3: it's, if Poczlik saves, Olympiakos is through. The, the fourth penalty. Here he goes, he's about to take it. I don't know if you can hear me. And it's dead! <laughs> Is nee, nee, Olympiacos is through. No, no, is
2: through. Olympiacos is through. The team has started. it. Stavis
3: Patrick saves Olympiacos again. He saves the season. Olympiacos is through in the Europa League. I can't believe what I'm seeing. The stadium's on fire. There's players everywhere. I can't believe what we've just seen. It's one of the biggest nights. The best oh part. My the, be- the best part. The best part is when he says, "Can you hear me?" And I'm about to <laughs> hear my headphones on. No, but you I don't so? I, I, I know, know if you can hear me. Can't, I can hear on my there. Start hearing
2: you. You don't understand when you're there in the stadium. I have my headset on. You can't hear yourself even think it's so loud in there. So I don't know. The whole time I didn't know if anyone could even hear me. I was just like yelling and. yeah oh my god it was so loud every time a polona player steps up for a penalty like i couldn't even hear myself think i was and then when we when the final save of vachik it was like oh my god outpouring of emotion except for um i guess um what's it called yeah those cypriot journalists fucking. Anyway,
1: oh my goodness, oh my
2: goodness. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I think what is that? you what? and I
1: are both trying to click this. Sorry,
2: what, what are you clicking on? Oh my god,
3: we this have a donation. Thank, you so, much, oh thank you so much, Alexandros. Oh my god, thank yeah. you so much, Alexandros.
2: Thank you so much, man. Holy wow, thank you yeah. so
3: much, thank Barbara. you so, thank much, you so man. much, buddy. Thank you so much, and of it's course, incredible. we're always gonna be friends, we're always gonna be friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: T-shirts, Thank and t-shirts so are coming sure now with come. these donations, guys. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, you so much. Incredible. We're gonna use this to keep improving. alabro, uh, I wanna say unbelievable job, man. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe and I took about. video
2: for vlogs, um, but like I couldn't record myself in the press area. It was a bit awkward because you guys can imagine that the being in this journalistic environment was very odd, like it's very old school like you're under 30 years old and like, they're like, who the fuck are you kind of thing, you know? And a guy speaking English, like talking, blah, blah, blah. It's very odd. And, um, yeah. But, but then there at the end, we were talking to some players and they came over and they're like, Oh, do you know me? I'm a journalist. And they were like, okay, fuck off. Like we're talking to the, to this guy over here. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> like uh, the one of the journalists, we were talking to a player. I don't want to say the name. And he like came over the journalist is like oh do you remember me blah, blah, blah he's like no not really and then he just kept talking to us <laughs> turned away from the guy it was really funny <laughs> and um but yeah amazing experience the players um freaking emotional Lazar Angelovic fucking sucked oh my god so bad I was getting so frustrated El Arabi it really comes off in the stadium in like such a high intensity match like I was being really mean on the thing but. Oh my god, he looks so past it. Like he looks like a former footballer almost like the guy I, I like you'd feel like, oh my god, he'll never score another goal. Like maybe this is really hard to say, but oh my god, it, it was really bad. Really fucking bad. Sin. Yeah. Also, I think this journalist like Yanis Horianopoulos was sitting next to us. I think that was him. I don't know. And like when Al Arabi was being taken out he was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, actually, I don't want to put a name on who it was, but there was a journalist. Like, I don't think it was him. Maybe it was him. I have no idea who it was, but I saw his tweet um, at the same time, and it, like, literally was like, oh, shocking decision. This isn't Huddersfield town. I don't know. El Rabi fucking sucked. Like, El- Valbuena was better at the striker tonight, and that's saying a lot. Like, anyway, um, and some of the reactions by the journalists, you're like, fuck me, these people don't know football. But anyway, like
3: anyway. It was great anyway, being there. I think we get the idea. We get the idea. I think. Yeah.
2: So it was a fucking experience. Um, and you just knew we were gonna concede at the end of the game. You were just gonna you just knew. Um, it was just like the whole stadium knew it was gonna happen. And then it happened, and it was like you know,
3: we saw uh, it after the goal. Apollonas were pushing. There was pressure in midfield. They were pushing Olympiakos behind. They they struggled with the end product, but it really, really seemed that it could happen the same way it happened with Slovan Bratislava. This is something Olympiakos really need to work on. They need to find a way to maintain the pressure. They need to find a way to uh to get over the PMSD, as uh, Costas brilliantly puts it. Uh, just. Keep pushing after yeah. you score the goal. Don't just stay behind trying to protect the result because it, no, it but simply it, doesn't work.
2: It was it, it. felt like in the stadium, like your mother, the bori, the Borina, like, like the goal was fucking lucky because Mavrias is shit, and then like the team was like, oh my god, like we we need to hold on for dear life, like being there. It felt like the bori, like the bori it, It's not like a fact of the team was hiding or like playing defensively. It was like more a fact like. This team fucking can't, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Anyway.
3: It was a very long night, and it is still a very long night. Uh, do we have uh, do we have coaches grade in man of the match?
1: Who wants to do man of the match first? Should we do it in alphabetical order? ha <laughs> Ari first. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're next. I don't know why you're laughing, Costa. You're next. Uh, I
1: think, I, think I got, I mean, yeah, i got mine. I'm, uh,
0: I, may, I may have to go with Jan and Vila for this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Personally, I have midfield bias. It's always been that yeah. way. I may yeah. have to go with him for that. Um, yeah, Jan played amazing. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. So that's, that would be my man of the match
1: guys in the comments drop your drop your man of the match if you're re-watching this after the live drop in the comments as well who do you think was your man of the match and uh, shot for, me,
0: to for great penalties that, by the way that day,
1: there you go it's my yeah. man of the match it's clear I I said about him eh? I thought mm-hmm. I thought we had an epic game particularly second half it was absolutely everywhere it was an absolute beast but at the end of the day like when you when you pull off three saves and I, I'll tell you something and I were texting during the last game against Slovan and, and tonight, second leg, and both times Costa asked me, what do you think is going to happen? And both times, I was a fucking pessimist. Um, It went to penalties and and both against Slovan and tonight, I said, the only one that can save us or save this game is Tomas Vachlik. Mm-hmm. And I had that same feeling again today, and he's gone and done it, like three mm. <laughs> three yeah. saves, and and of course this uh, Greek Calcio big up, man of the match, oh, I don't even know
2: what the fuck I was doing to be honest, like I don't know what I was doing, like I was just talking and it all just came out, it all came out, I it was super emotional, like I've never been so emotional at a football match, but yeah. And can I say something about the penalties? It was super odd. In the last 15 minutes of the extra time, you're like, as I said, like, like you felt Apollona couldn't, like the legs were dying. And when the teams came back to take the penalties, five or six, of their players couldn't move. They dropped to the ground and like the medical staff was trying to work their legs. The legs were so heavy on their side. And you go, you go, um, I'm thinking now we go to take the penalties and guys, the noise, the atmosphere, they were so scared. Like I felt, I felt like there was no way that Apollo could win the penalty shootout. Like from the first penalty, Jan scored. And it was like the stadium was so strong with the team. I, I couldn't foresee it when when the first penalty went in. And after the first save, it was like, they have no hope. Like they were so down morally biggest thing was when lazar came up you like fucking knew he was gonna miss it was like clear from the moment he stepped up
1: yeah um pressure was too much
2: but quite a few apollona players were walking up and you're like oh my god these guys are gonna miss like it was like that you when people say that like you can see when a player is gonna miss a penalty as they walk up you can see it like i i thought if olipiacos takes it, the penalties will win for sure that's
3: my point yeah I mean, I agree as well. I mean, Thomas Vatsek, in my opinion, man of the match, uh, very, uh, uh, very consistent throughout the match, important saves. Didn't I, I don't think he carries any blame for the goal from Pitas. Uh, three big saves from the penalty shootout. He's the one that basically saved the night and probably the season for Olympiacos. Thomas Vatsek. Labro.
2: Yeah.
1: This this comment here from Tintila, t- The noise was brilliant. Yeah. One of the best atmospheres I experienced. How do you? Where does it um, rate for you? Where I've does lived it like for you
2: this, this game? I've lived like so many, like I don't know, good moments of was Like not a ton. We live abroad, but like I've seen European games. I've seen derbies. I turned to Martial and I was like, "This is a good environment. Like this is good. Like the the like the the supporters knew." how big this was and i thought the sport was really good actually even stadium wasn't completely full but the people who were there were in full voice and supporting the team it was a really good atmosphere in my opinion i don't know i it also was just like everyone could sense how important this was and like this isn't the time for booing this isn't the time for fucking whistling like everyone was just singing supporting the team so i guess even when the team looked like they were in trouble, it was like everyone was supporting. So, I would say, yeah, that's my opinion. But it was an amazing atmosphere, like fucking, like night and day to what we saw with Paciani now, of course. But like, um, just hot, like, like really good, like Olympiacos of old. I think at the end, I, when I was like, it's cut off in that clip. I'm like this is why we love Olipiakos. Like these are the nights we live for being in the stadium and going through and losing your voice. And like, I don't know, these are the nights that that you love like they, they, that you think like, this is, this is like the special thing in my life. Like reading the, 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 the newspapers and like going to the stadium and traveling and seeing the team lose, like all of that is worth it sometimes for nights like these where you're like with, I to like uh, to You feel like you're you're there. I don't know. It's... Yeah, it was an amazing night, like procre, you know, like amazing.
3: It's yeah. Coach is great.
2: Coach is great. I thought, uh, to be honest with you, I thought a lot of dead legs were there at the end. Like Avia could barely fucking move. Um, but I think when I when I look down, like I'm sitting at the the press area, I look to the right to so the players warming up, and it's Fornalsis, Andrusos, Andres Bualax, and um, forgetting the other guy. And you're just like, I don't want any of these guys to come on the pitch. You know, it was like one of those. So I don't know.
3: So what's the coach's grade?
2: I don't know. What oh, come on, right. come on! I literally have nothing to say. Like I, I,
3: I got a B plus for the guy. I mean. We're yeah, still talking about a hits. guy. We're still talking about a guy that came to Greece with a, with a clothes he's wearing on his back. He still managed to improve Olympiakos in just two nights. He still managed to take that group of players in the Europe, into the Europa League, which was the best possible outcome. Yeah, he did it, kicking and screaming. But you know, this is another man's team. He's uh, he's coaching. He's putting up. He didn't have a preseason, and he still got them into the Europa League. He still kept his nerve throughout the entirety of the match, he gets a B+. I'm not giving him an A-, because he still has to earn it in Europe, but B+, absolutely.
1: I think that's fair. Like, B, B at least for me, gets a B. I thought he lined up the squad probably the best, the best way he could. I think it's, um, again, I think you said it perfectly. It's not his, it's not his team. It's another man's team he's achieved the objective the objective I think on the night he set up as as well as he could uh, in terms of the lineup and then you know he's forced into changes with with 10 men as well maybe could he have changed something a little bit earlier on uh, in the second half I thought he, he was later to to make changes than he was in previous games um but in general, I mean, we said it earlier on. The performance from the first half was already like after the first goal. We just like went into Martins' Martin's ball and that post post Martine's uh, syndrome that I've been talking about. So yeah. he uh, subbed.
2: Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say he subbed uh, Z- Zinchenko too early for me. I thought I don't know how it seemed from the TV, but like, I thought not, I thought Ron- that too- Ron-
1: Shocking, I, I, like, I, that's that's true. I thought the Rogelovic coming on as it was the first sub, wasn't it? Yeah, Radjelovic. it was too early. It was too yeah. early. Yeah, um, I, I thought zinc. I thought zinc had a fairly Zink decent game. Right. He, he, he had one on his like right point. foot
2: that that was almost good to go. Like you, we were we saw it, and it's like okay, this player knows how to play football. Rogelovic doesn't know how to play football, so it's like. Like keep him on the pitch, you know. Like things weren't going great for the but okay, it's the first ten minutes of the second half. What do you expect? Is he going to come out in five minutes and be amazing? I don't know. No, but you saw it a, lot of those, like, uh,
1: a lot of one-touch play from from Zinc, You know, he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's got a high high football IQ, I think, and I think <laughs> he's still. We've seen it with Scandinavian players, like particularly ones that play further forward when they come and play for us for some reason it takes them a little bit more time than others to adjust we saw it with Zetterberg um i mean Romeda didn't last when he came in he he left right. quite early yeah. but uh, there's some there's something there with ink like that corner that he won it was it in the first half he, he danced around like three players and he won a corner and i remember that the crowd was a uh, was really really appreciating the hustle and the know what he did uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that in the first half but...
3: no yeah but uh, I mean in terms of the, of the changes none of the one of the reasons why I'm not giving him an A- is because he didn't bring in Manolas instead of Ba uh before that yeah, but cut.
2: A- is way too high A- there minus were moments where high. he he mismanaged the game in my opinion like there needed to be subs or the, the sub was too early uh I don't know there were moments where you felt like he got it wrong i don't know
3: well so here's... like i don't know
2: how to say it but like there was a feeling like the game wasn't managed well at certain points like it was like thing. i don't know how to explain
1: it N-Nashville, like no. there was something I-, I tweeted this during the game and i thought is is it seriously is there nobody on the bench someone to tell the coach that this only bar is going to get sent off Usoni Bar going to get a right. second yellow card. Literally, everyone knew that he's going to get a second yellow card. He said like, it on the life, Somebody on the bench be like, be careful because it's happened before. It, and he had a really good game today.
2: He was amazing, yeah. The fans, really it, I've never seen this before. Like, Bar gets sent off and he got a standing ovation. Like, people were like, oh, my God, he, play, he played that good. He got sent off and got a standing ovation from the fans. For Usainouba,
1: like, that, says that says it, it all. That says yeah.
0: it There's also one other thing, like when we're judging the for Corbaran, we also have something else we have to consider, something that we didn't get a lot with Martins. And with Corbaran, we have all of these shapes that we see. Did you guys notice how the shapes changed, just at least on the defensive end during the course of the game? It was 4-3-3. It went to 4-4-2. It went to 3 It was 2 a lot. It was 4-4-2 a lot. And when I go back through the data, because I, I I really believe that we when we started in the 433, it was I thought it was great. But then I noticed that about 15 minutes in, he transitioned to the four four two to, to save space. And that was when we started to eat a little bit more pressure. And we switched back to the four three three and it kind of see we, we got more condensed and it kind of seemed mm. like we started to get possession back so for me the coaching grade is going to be a b because i thought that he switched to the four four two maybe he did it as a reaction to some things that he saw but for <laughs> me i thought the switch to the four four two wasn't good for us in terms of possession but that's that that was something i noticed
2: and i'll look more into that to be honest uh, with you Adi, like. um the shapes, like you're talking about it now, the the gap between the two El Arabi Huang and the two in the midfield yeah. was really big at times. And the yeah. midfielders and the thing is, El Arabi is like unable to track back, and exactly, the, it, it was massive problems for Olibacos at points because of that. And like the shape, sometimes the shape was really bad. To be honest, I, I don't know. But those take time, man. Let me tell you,
0: practicing yeah. formations and shapes yeah, yeah. in defense, they take time and practice because you have to yeah. make it routine. And you saw when things started to get – everyone was getting tired and things started to get bad. Yeah. The shapes started to just coalesce like they did yeah, yeah. with Martins.
2: And a discussion with, like, uh, yeah, someone close to the team, they were like, Corberan has very good ideas. His tactics are very good. We just need to be patient.
3: Okay, so, so coach is great. Labroari, coach is great.
2: I give him a I give him a C plus to be honest. B, okay. I
3: said. Sorry? Ari.
2: I said B
0: before.
3: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. My guess. So there you have it. Because this was yeah, a It's
2: two thirty in the morning, I'm tired. Labro
3: needs to find his voice.
2: I'm off to Lefgada tomorrow as well for vacation, so
3: so you, know, um, where you, you have, know where to find him. You know where to find me. biggest fans. You know where to find him.
2: What fans do that? guys Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> I guess. thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, for those of you that are live still, like and subscribe. Hit the like button before before logging out. It helps with the algorithm. It helps get the episode and the channel out to more of the fans around the world. A lot of questions still. Uh, lots of transfer talk. Yeah. We got the group. The group draw is tomorrow.
3: Indeed. I think already it is tomorrow. But the headline for yeah. Olibiakosi's now it's transfers. Now's the time for transfers. That's the yeah. headline we'll be back. We'll be back for more. There'll be
1: vlog footage. I've got work to do tomorrow. So check out or look out for the vlog from yesterday's well yesterday, yesterday's game now that finished today. Uh, and more wonderful content here at Gate Seven International. It's been another epic, epic night. Epic night, epic night, yeah and more to come we have europa league football sealed guys signing off we are gate seven international by the fans for the fans see you next time